Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, let's do this, everybody. Locked On Crossover Thursday. Matt Derry, host of the Locked On Lions podcast, and my buddy Kyle Krabs, the host of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, is here. Miami at Ford Field on Sunday to take on the Lions. Detroit, of course, has lost four in a row, and the Dolphins sit at four and three. Kyle, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Should be fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to catch up. You know, I always enjoy these crossover opportunities, and you on the other side of the fence, we don't get to do this too often together. So I'm looking forward to hearing where uh, where you're at with Detroit and, and somebody who's very near and dear to a lot of Dolphins fans' heart and Dan Campbell in the midst of the rebuild that's going on in Detroit. And uh, uh, if Matt, I'd love to hear your thoughts first and foremost on a biggest story from this contest for Detroit. You mentioned the four-game losing streak. Um whether it's it's the sudden points drought that we're seeing offensively for Detroit, uh, what is the biggest thing that has played out in the midst of this past month for the Lions? Well, first and foremost, Kyle, we got to tell the folks about Crossover Thursday, right? Of course. Brought to you by Prize Picks. Hold on, Prize Picks. So much fun, easy to play. No competing with other players. Is you versus the projections available? Pick two to five players that they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection. You can win. Up to 10 times your money on your entry. Seriously, first-time users, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. So go to pricepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Kyle, you ask a very good question. Um, seemingly, you mentioned Dan Campbell, the former interim head coach of your Dolphins. Um, but I would say sort of the biggest angle and, and what's going on, uh, the spotlight is on Dan Campbell. But yesterday, ownership came up, came forward and spoke. Sheila Hamp, who rarely does speak, and supported both Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, and said this was a complete teardown, a rebuild. And while we're frustrated at one and five, we're, these guys aren't going anywhere. We still have faith. We still are positive. So there's frustration, but uh, no panic, and they're still on the right track. This is a big game for this football team. They are at home. Uh, no offense to the Dolphins. Miami is beatable. I think you would tell say the same thing. It's a good Dolphin team. I, I love your head coach. A lot of fun. And um, Tua seems to be thriving under Mike McDaniel. But I think the Lions know next two weeks, Miami at home, Green Bay, a struggling Packer team at home. You got to win one of these two. You, you, you've got to show some progress, not just hearing the owner say it, not just hearing Campbell go, oh, no, we're making progress. Show us. I mean, this, is this really the worst team in the NFL at one and five? Are they really this bad? This was a team that was toe to toe with the Eagles in week one. Uh, should have beaten Minnesota. That's the best team in the division. Should have beaten Seattle. They're above 500 and they put up 45 points on them, Kyle, and lost at home. So to be one and five and to be the worst team in the league based on, on record, that's kind of the story here. Um, what about you guys in Miami? Yeah, I think that the big thing for Miami. Last week was the return of Tua Tungavaloa, and now the question is, will they find the rhythm that they seemingly lacked after the opening script against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football? They came out, uh, opening script, they dug themselves into a second and 19 hole, and after one play, they had a false start and lost yardage, uh, and then the light bulb clicked on, the middle of the field is humming, to a tongue of a low, getting the ball out of his hands very quickly, making decisive decisions. They go down to a steps up in the pocket, 
and takes a check down and they end up getting a touchdown and then they move the ball at will, but they sputter out in the red zone for a couple of those possessions. And you look up and you needed a two minute offensive drive to go into the halftime up 13 or 16 to 10. No more points were scored in the second half of the game. And it, you, you really felt like Miami moved the ball at will early. But as you put that game under the microscope and you're inspecting the game play out, you see that there are the little things, the timing, making sure that the drop for the quarterback is married to when the wide receiver is on his break so that the ball is out on time and it can maximize the run after catch, which the Dolphins said earlier this season, they want to yak teams to death. Yeah. Well, if the ball's a half tick behind or on the back hip instead of the front shoulder, those things really added up. And, and I think the point of emphasis for Miami is going to be cleaning a lot of that up into a tongue of Aloha's second start since his return from the concussion that everybody has seen and everybody has talked about. So as I focus on Miami, that for me is, is the biggest storyline. And then there's some personnel things that we can obviously get into when we talk about matchups, but, uh, Miami's kind of banged up on the defensive back end. And for a Detroit team that scored a lot of points in the first four or so games that they played this year, I think that's a really fascinating layer to this football game for sure. I want to ask you about Tua. Cleaning some of that up uh, includes, like you said, um, just you know getting his timing down. But how do you think that affects this game? Because Miami, I'm sure, is licking their chops going, wait a minute. This Lions defense is, is last in the league. Sure. Uh, I think the um, we've all come into this season expecting the Dolphins to be a team that runs the ball at a healthy clip, given Mike McDaniel's background as the run game coordinator. They're, they're aggressive throwing the ball, and they're, they're yeah. looking at Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and saying, these are our best two players, so we're going to do everything, move heaven and earth to get these guys the ball. Well, props for doing that, but I, I, I do think – the continued work to stay balanced offensively um, is something that benefits the offensive line, which has a couple new pieces. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure from a, a matchups perspective, they look at Jeff Akuda has obviously shown some signs of life after a slow start to his career. And Aiden Hutchinson had two sacks last weekend. And then they're wary of the talent that Detroit does have, but You'd like to think a team that has tackling issues, as Detroit has had in the early portions of this season in the open field, with the speed that Miami has, you're saying, hey, maybe, maybe these pitching catches, if we get them on the numbers and on the money, we can force a missed tackle and we can make some house calls. And a lot of Miami's big explosive plays, they are very explosive play-oriented offense, but the explosive plays haven't gotten into the end zone, going all the way back to, to week three against Minnesota, or uh, week four against Cincinnati. You know, and the explosive plays that they had uh, against Buffalo in week two. Jalen Waddle goes for 45 to set him up for the game winning touchdown, and he gets tackled on the four yard line. So, all these explosive plays, we're just all sitting here wondering hey, can if, if you're going to struggle in the red zone, okay, can you take those 40 yard plays and make them actually be touchdowns? And, and I think that's a, a layer to playing Detroit defensively that there's some optimism in it that if you get the details right, maybe this can be a game that a couple of those plays break your way. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. Thursday crossover brought to you by Prize Picks. Coming up next, let's get into some of the key matchups that can help uh, this team or these teams win the football game uh, coming up on Sunday. But first, got to tell you about our friends at Bird Dogs. Guys, Bird Dogs just launched sweatpants. They are super comfortable, like that cute little Charmin bear rubbing up against your thighs. You know that comfy little bear family, right? Bird Dog pants are perfect for fall golf. 
Kyle knows this. They sent us bird dogs in the mail, and they are fantastic. You might just not play like Tiger on a bender, but you'll feel just as good wearing these pants. Bird dogs joggers are higher quality than Lululemon and $20 less. So what are we talking about here? Go buy some bird dogs. What about shorts? You still wear them in the winter? Well, Kyle has no problem with that down in Florida. But here, all right, in uh, Michigan, it's freezing. But some people still like to wear the shorts in the winter no matter what. The most comfortable shorts in existence are bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com, enter promo code LOCKEDON, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's birddogs.com, promo code LOCKEDON, boom. A free hat with your with your pair of bird dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. You will not take these things off. We promise you. And hey, Locked On Lions and Locked On Dolphins today with the crossover is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Whether you're looking to pop the question of uh, somehow that milestone that you want to celebrate or want to let your love sparkle, you go to Blue Nile and they can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. They've got the best jewelry going. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. So their, their website and their folks on the website are amazing. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Their easy online tools let you choose the diamond, shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. You shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All orders are insured, shipped for free, in discreet packaging, all right? So you make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile by going to BlueNile.com and use the code LOCKDOWN to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code LOCKDOWN to save 50 bucks on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, code LOCKDOWN. All right, Matt and Kyle with you. Thursday crossover, Lions at Ford Field hosting the Dolphins. Uh, this uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock start on CBS. Miami comes in 4-3. and three. Nice Sunday night win over the Steelers, but as Kyle said, could probably be better. And the Lions sitting at 1-5 and five, uh, right now. You look at this matchup, Kyle, and, and what stands out when you, when you take a look at the All-22 and, and where you want to go matchup-wise, what stands out for you as you get ready for Sunday at 1 o'clock? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the matchup between the Detroit Lions offensive line and the Dolphins front. Uh, I know obviously in the run game, Detroit has had a lot of strong rushing production up front, and they've done a lot of that without DeAndre Swift, right? I know uh, that that he missed this past week and uh, was looking like he maybe could go, but ultimately did not. And I look at the talent that Detroit has up front. It's going to be a very healthy test for the Dolphins who – are hoping to get Emmanuel Agba back in their own right. Agba missed last week against Pittsburgh with a back injury that he suffered the previous week uh, against Minnesota. He came back into that game, so you thought you'd have him at your disposal. And the Dolphins played some musical chairs. They played a lot more of John Jenkins up front in the A-gaps and undrafted free agent Ben Stilley was called up from the practice squad. You saw Christian Wilkins, who's usually a presence down in the B-gap, and he was pushed outside and playing a lot of head up on the offensive tackle, so kind of playing out of position. So they, they did a lot to try and mitigate that against Pittsburgh, but coming into the game, you knew Pittsburgh didn't have the ability to run the football with any level of consistency. As I look at the, these rushing efficiencies for Detroit, 5.3 yards per carry, and 
that comes without a running threat at the quarterback position. A lot of these teams that, that run the ball so healthfully at that, that kind of clip, you'd expect they got an athlete at the quarterback position. So I think that's a really healthy matchup for us to look at between these two football teams that can be a strength on strength because the Dolphins rushing defense, you know, they've played a bunch of killer quarterbacks in the first four weeks of the season and they got lit up for a lot of points as a result of a lot of that. Um, but the running defense has been considered a strength and I cannot wait to see that unit lock horns with Detroit up front. Yeah. You mentioned it. The Lions' strength is their offensive line. I think they've abandoned the run too much. I thought they had some decent success Sunday against Dallas, and then boom, you know, why is Jared Goff throwing the ball deep and throwing two interceptions? Why is he holding the football so long that he got two strip sacks? So I'm with you. I think the Lions, especially if Swift is back this week, and there's a chance he is, I think he he will play. Uh, they got to establish that ground game again. But like you said, Miami's run defense number seven, that's pretty good. Um, on our end, you know, look, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, you know, running by people, um, the Lions, I guess you could make the argument going into the season that their best defensive player, albeit I'm not a huge fan of his, but I respect his talent as Tracy Walker, the free safety is now out for the year. That means you got a rookie free safety in Kirby Joseph and a guy that you got off the street, Deshaun Elliott on a one-year deal, solid safety from the Ravens has had some decent games, but are those two guys ready and prepared for what's coming this week, which is that outside speed, and an opportunity for Tua on the road to unload a little bit. There's no elements in this game. It'll be in a dome and a fast track. How are Joseph and Elliott going to handle some some deep balls? We saw the Ravens handled it week one. It was scary bad. So that's one thing I want to watch, and I want to watch the Lions against your banged-up secondary. Um, I know that, like we talked about, the run, run offense is what Detroit is sort of their bread and butter is, but let's say Swift goes out again. Uh, let's say they abandon the run, which Ben Johnson has done a couple times. Will Goff be able to pick on some of your young corners, some of your depth guys? I know Jones is out for the year. You got some injuries back there. Uh, will the Lions be able to throw the football? Because Jared Goff's hearing it this week. He's hearing that he failed last week. He's hearing that his coach is saying, we can't be turning the ball over. I can't be playing guys that turn the ball over. Goff turned it over four times this past Sunday, two fumbles and two picks. So, I'll be interested in seeing how, you know, how your young secondary kind of banged up uh, responds. I know they responded at the end of the game tonight uh, against the Steelers, right? Yeah, I think it's what's really interesting about Jared Goff against the Dolphins defense, too, is the last time we saw him was in 2020 when the Rams came to Miami Gardens and they tormented him. And it was the effectively the same exact uh, approach that, Bill Belichick and Brian Flores took in the Super Bowl when they played the Rams in the Super Bowl. But the challenge with that is, as you mentioned, the, the personnel for the Dolphins in the secondary with Nick Needham has a torn Achilles. He's out for the year. Byron Jones is still on the PUP. They've been very mum on, on when they're going to get him on the practice field, even though he was expected to be ready for the start of the season. And here we are mid, mid-year and we haven't sniffed him yet. There's no sign of him. Uh, they brought in uh, a couple of guys who had injuries throughout the course of the season that uh, negatively uh, Mackenzie Alexander, they signed him. We're expecting that Mackenzie Alexander be the replacement other guy outside. Well, he was a total bust in Minnesota and and got hurt uh, and and is out for the year. Trill Williams was a second year player. They were very excited about, and he got hurt in training camp was out for the year. So like we're, we're down to like corners five and six. And, And what you see 
as a result of that is you don't have the ability to play press coverage in the face of receivers to really truly disrupt the timing when you get all of those bodies on the line of scrimmage and show your pressure looks. So they tried to live in that world, but they would play softer zones behind it and quarterbacks would just catch the snap, turn, find where the hot is that that's going to break off his route quickly because pressure's coming to that side and it's just pitch and catch and they'll take their six yards and they'll reset and they'll do it all over again. So you've seen the Dolphins have to get into a little bit more of a world where they're bringing four and five man pressures as compared to the zero pressure looks that Jared Goff had such a big problem with. So I think that's a really fascinating layer where Miami would probably defensive coordinator Josh Boyer would probably reflect on the last time they saw Jared Goff and say, man, I'd love to do that. But do you trust your corners enough to live in that world where you put everybody on an island one-on-one across the board and bring one more person than the other can block? What they've shown the last month is probably not. They're going to play a strategically little different style of game. What about uh, my guy Jalen Phillips? He's um, I love he's him. really he's really come on the last yeah. the last month. He's uh, I know ESPN's pass rush win rate. He has the tenth best edge rusher pass rush win rate in the NFL uh, to this point in the season. Uh, he had a sack and a half against Pittsburgh. Uh, there was some Dolphins fans asking, where is he? He's making all these great hustle plays and the athleticism's there, but where's the splash plays? Well, he's logged a, a sack in three of the last four games. Uh, he has at least five pressures. He had seven pressures against Detroit He had or against Pittsburgh. I don't want to jinx Jalen there. I don't, can't guarantee he's going to get five, <laughs> seven against Detroit. He had seven against Pittsburgh and, and at least five pressures in uh, two of his previous three games in front of that as well. So he has really come on both he and Javon Holland from that 2021 draft class for the Dolphins defensively ha- have been uh, very impactful players in the month of October. I would love, Matt, to ask you about Amon Ra St. Brown. Obviously, he was removed from the game with a concussion. Concussions are a big storyline across the NFL. But as I look at the passing game for Detroit, I see a game name like Amon Ross St. Brown, who we were really big fans of over at Draft Network when he came out of USC. Yeah. He's been a successful player. He's been a, an absolute delight. So uh, what's the expectation for Amon Ross St. Brown? And, and talk about what his presence brings to the Detroit passing game that might not otherwise be there. Oh, without him, it's 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 not the same. And uh he just got back from an ankle injury this past week. They had a bye, getting ready for Dallas. There he is. First touch he gets, first possession of the game, a little bubble screen. Gets hit in the head by J. Ron Curse as he was going down to the turf. He gets up, and he doesn't know what, where he is. A great move by the linesman to come over, the side judge to come over and take him off the field. And Fox and the folks, or CBS, with the Jim Nance crew, they say he's out the rest of the game with a concussion. Dan Campbell kind of clarified on Monday it was a, a upper body injury and a head injury, but not necessarily a concussion. So Wednesday's practice, he's out there with a red jersey on. I, it sounds like that he's going to play Sunday, but you got to watch this closely. No one knows this more than than you hosting the Lockdown Dolphins with what mm-hmm. you guys went with for weeks on the Tua thing. So they need him badly. Um, this is a better receiving core than it was a year ago, which doesn't say much because that was a, a bleep show, but – uh, Amon Raz has been unbelievable. And you look at him and go, wait, this guy's got a thousand yard receiver. And how do you put just yards after the catch, big plays, but again, ankle. Now the head injury, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent Sunday, but the lions have got to find a way to get him the football. If he's out there. Listen, there is no safe 
like Simply Safe. And Simply Safe is one of our very proud sponsors that we have here on the Lockdown Network. And today's crossover Thursday is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Here's a bit of a sports analogy for everybody. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. You want the absolute strongest defense that you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. You know that your home is safe. With 24 7 professional monitoring, their Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or cannot be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. So, Matt, uh, it's that time in the show. We get a chance do to do predictions. We've talked about the matchups in this contest, we've talked about the storylines. Uh, two teams that are hungry for wins. Obviously, Detroit with. Uh, the struggles of the last four weeks in the four-game losing streak. Miami looking to maybe gain some ground back from where they were perceived to be before they lost their starting quarterback for three and a half games. So, um, Matt, you're the home team. I'd, I'd love for you to do the honors here and start <laughs> us off with predictions. Uh, Kyle, you know, um, you know, <laughs> I said on my show Monday that I'm quitting. If if we if the Lions don't win one of these next two games, that I'm giving the show up. I've been doing the show since 2016. You're going to make me root for the Lions back. on Sunday <laughs> from the Draft Network. Um, I think the Lions are going to win. I can't believe I'm saying it. They're at home. I, I watched every play of, of the Dolphins game on Sunday. I know it was the Steelers. It was at night. Um, I wasn't enamored. I I love the uh, the the Miami linebackers. I know PFF does too. And that scares me a little bit, especially against the run and against T.J. Hawkinson. But I, I think the Lions are going to win. I, I think Detroit's coming home. They've got a little vote of confidence from the owner. I think if they can get Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown back, the defense played much better this past Sunday against Dallas. I know it was 24-6, to but it was a lot closer than it looked. They were putting some bad spots by the offense. And I think some of those two of passes that weren't intercepted this past Sunday night are going to be intercepted this time. So I'm going to take the Lions. I'm not saying it's a lock or anything like that, but I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll go 30-27. to 27. I, I think both teams will score here. I think both quarterbacks will be picked off here. Um, but I'll, I'll go with Detroit to win a close one at home and kind of get, get off the schneid here. What about you? Matt also taken the over. Last I saw uh, for the one o'clock or for the actually for the weekend, I believe this game has the highest over team to, or game total. 51 yeah. and a half points across the NFL, according to our friends over at Bet Online. So uh, I think there will be points as well. Um, I do look at the matchup, and I do think that this is a prime opportunity for Miami. They, they will likely get to the end of the year, regardless of what the final outcome is, but they will lament letting Minnesota off the hook after statistically dominating the game and giving up 
fumbling going in to score a touchdown. They will lament the fact that they imploded in the fourth quarter against the Jets. They will lament that Teddy Bridgewater threw an interception going down in the final three and a half minutes to take the lead against the Bengals on Thursday Night Football. But you can minimize all of that by not allowing things to snowball. And with the opportunity that they have, with the athletes that they have, I think they will look to work the middle of the field. You mentioned those inexperienced or, or an inexperienced free safety in Kirby Joseph, who's a third round pick, and then Deshaun Elliott. And then you look at the linebackers with Malcolm Rodriguez for as, as fun as he has been as a player, still ultimately a, a sixth round pick. And Alec Anzalone, who spent some time in uh, New Orleans. I know him quite well. He's from my hometown. So I've enjoyed watching and rooting for his career to, to nice. thrive and have success. But the speed of those two wide receivers working into the middle of the field in the 10 to 19 areas is a big matchup that Miami it had success exploiting against Pittsburgh. And I think they will work to exploit it against, against Detroit. I think the talent discrepancy leans Miami's way. And even though I do agree with you from an intangibles perspective that Detroit is going to get your best shot. And I would strongly encourage any Dolphins fan who walks into this weekend thinking the Dolphins are going to get a cakewalk win. Don't do it. <laughs> respect this team. And I respect how hard this team plays for Dan Campbell. I respect the toughness that they exude. I respect the, the elements of the game of football that they are about and the toughness and winning the line of scrimmage. And you see that offensively with this offensive line. This is not a laydown game. And Dolphins fans should not think that it is. I think it's going to be close as well. I think there's going to be points. I'm going to go 28-25 Miami Dolphins win this football game. There you go. Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins. Mac Derry locked on Lions. Those are the predictions. Kyle, uh, enjoy the game Sunday, my brother, and it was uh, always fun to do the crossover with you. Absolutely, Matt. I appreciate your time and helping Dolphins fans get a better understanding of this game, and I hope Lions fans enjoyed my contributions to these crossovers as well. Uh, but but look, it's it's Crossover Thursday. We do them every Thursday. Uh, it is your team every day on the Locked On Network, so if you enjoyed this, make sure you check out all of the Locked On Network's other shows for all your other favorite teams. We hope you enjoyed the football this weekend. Have a great one, and we will talk with you all again soon.